The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. On Ash Wednesday, we began the season of Lent, a penitential time in the church that calls us to enter into the desert for 40 days with Jesus. And that time in the desert for Jesus was a time of preparation, a preparation to do his public ministry among the people of God. And if we look at the stories in the Old Testament about the prophets, when God called them, commissioned them to do a certain task, to undertake a certain mission, God always tested the prophets. He put them to the test. They were often tested in the desert. They were tested by the people around them. They were tested by their flesh. And also by Satan. The church tells us that temptations come to us in three ways. Through the flesh, through the world, and through Satan. And just as Jesus was tested in the desert, the Spirit drove him there to be tested in preparation for his ministry. So too are we put to the test during this season of Lent. God does not tempt anyone. So there's a fine distinction that's being drawn here. God puts us to the test, but he does not tempt us. The temptations come from those three things. In fact, St. James says that, that God does not tempt anyone. But he puts us to the test, to test our fidelity. Whether we will follow him, be faithful to his word, or whether we will turn away from him and sin. And so when we suffer temptations, temptations, they're not sins. A temptation is a temptation. But it's not a sin. We can be tested a million times a day. But as long as we do not consent to that temptation, we do not sin. When we look at what the church teaches about temptations... 
Certainly she says that they're not sins, but, but when we overcome the temptations, when we do God's will in the temptations, we pass the test and we merit an increase of grace. Okay, so Christ merited for us an infinite amount of graces by His passion and death. And all of the, those graces become accessible to us in a variety of ways. Principally through the sacraments, but also through our life of prayer. And so when we pray faithfully and we follow God's word, especially in those temptations, and we pass the test, we merit an increase of grace because of our fidelity, our faithfulness, not just in the prayer, but but in whatever we're suffering. And we are certainly called to pray when we are being tempted. And so, we do not become saints unless we suffer temptations, brothers and sisters. We see Jesus in his life, in the Gospels, he suffers temptations. But he never sins. At every moment, he merits an increase of grace. And he teaches us, how we can be faithful in our temptations as well. The difficulty is that we know that we're sinners. We know that oftentimes we do fall down. We do give in to the temptations. But as the prophet says in the book of Proverbs, that the righteous man falls seven times a day. Think about that. The righteous man falls seven times a day. In other words, he sins seven times. But he's called righteous not because he falls. He's called righteous because he rises seven times after he falls. And so yes, when we suffer temptations, we certainly want to resist the temptations. But, but oftentimes we do fall. And God gives us hope that even when we fall, we can rise by God's grace. We can rise to do God's will. During this season of Lent, the church calls us to enter into the desert with Jesus. Because theoretically, even though we are in this season of Lent, we can, in a certain sense, remain outside of the penitential season of Lent. Outside of it, by not really taking it seriously. By simply going through the motions. And not really taking on penances. Not really uniting our penances to the passion of Christ for the salvation of souls. Because ultimately, we do all of this, brothers and sisters, for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls. Today at the end of the gospel, we hear about how Jesus goes and preaches and he says, repent, repent and believe in the gospel for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so everything is oriented towards the glory of God in the salvation of souls. No matter what vocation we have, whether we are priests or religious or married persons, all of it is meant to be for the glory of God in the glory of God is that we do His will, which involves helping to save souls. Every soul that is saved glorifies the living and true God. And so we don't just undertake penances, 
as ends in themselves. We don't just do them for the sake of doing them. We do them to give glory to God and to save souls. And so I pray during this season of Lent, each of us will examine our hearts and look at the different ways in which in which God is inviting us to enter into this penitential season. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that we metaphorically enter into this, into this season of Lent uh, through three acts. Okay, so we, we know about fasting. When we fast, we withdraw from eating food. Okay, so we withdraw from, from eating food. And, that's, and, and if we take that seriously, there is, there is some suffering. There is some discomfort uh, in that. And then, of course, um, by praying, we withdraw from a self-centeredness and we orient ourselves to God. And then, of course, by almsgiving, again, we turn away from simply think about, thinking about our wants and our needs and looking to help others. So in the praying, in the fasting, in the almsgiving, we withdraw ourselves from the creature comforts, from the things that we want to do. And so we metaphorically and spiritually, we enter into a desert and we suffer um, those kinds of difficulties. The difficulty of fasting. Sometimes we want to use our financial resources only for ourselves. And when God starts to move us in our conscience and says, you know what? I want you to help this poor family. This poor family that, that needs a little bit of help. Or I want to help grandma or grandpa with something. So that helps us to withdraw from the world. And we, in doing so, we enter into that desert, brothers and sisters. And so I want to encourage us to live this season of Advent in a holy way. So that we can truly do all of this unto the glory of God and the salvation of souls.